You're listening to a Galactic Network podcast. The Podcast of Terror is a show with adult themes, run by adults, for adults. Please do not have your children listen to this show. It might be beneficial to them in the long run, but please, please wait until they are older. This is one of those things. It's like when you laugh when you're playing bingo and and 069 comes up and you have a chuckle and your mom, your kitty says, uh, uh, Mommy, Mommy, why, why are you laughing at 069? And the mommy says, uh, when you're older. It's one of those kinds of things. Mommy, Mommy, can I listen to Podcast of Terror? Sure. When you're older. This is a show with adult themes and some childish behavior. A lot of dick jokes. Uh, so please, please, please. Uh, if you want to avoid the swearing, if you want to avoid spoilers for your favorite horror movies, and if you want to avoid really, really lame, petty dick jokes, do not listen to this show. It is not for you. Corey, how often do you wear a shirt? Not as often as you would think. Yeah, it's always nice to cover up your nipples, and maybe your neighbors are complaining because they're hairy. I know you they, like they, wear, you wear shirts when it, we do these shows. That's about it, from what I understand. It's more that I just give off a glare that blinds drivers by. It is hot in California, so I assume that you sweat. There's a there's a slight sheen to you, and the California sun just. Pshh, I don't even sheen. I estevez. <laughs> that that is, if you do not want to estevez in public, we have two places in which you can go. We got two coupon codes to make your life a little cheaper. Uh, you can go visit a uh, frequent guest and friend of the show, Matt Vincent. His his website thehate.com. That's the hviii.com use the coupon code hbg15 for 50 percent off your order maybe you hate him i don't know he's he's kind of a likable guy but if you hate him and you want to go spend your money somewhere else we got this other place go to statusfearmerch.com uh, another uh, sponsor of the show friend of the show he does all our artwork he's a really nice guy he does all the, the art for my band except for the stuff that Corey's wife draws head over to statusfearmerch.com use the coupon code terror get you a little nice discount there Welcome to episode 118 of the Podcast of Terror production of the Galactic Network. I, I already fucked it up. I changed the intro and I fucked it up. Um, <laughs> so used to saying it one way. We're trying to switch it up so that we don't miss parts. So for more on this podcast, including show notes, contact information, subscription links, go to gncast.com slash pot. I'm your host, Matt Stein. With me as always is Corey, the old glory hole Scott. I, I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm a glory hole as much as one of those pits you fall into like Vietnam where there's jagged things poking up at you. Uh, but it feels good for me. I mean, it could feel worse. You didn't say we're a podcast about all things scary, and I feel like that's I said that's that a brand in new like a hundred episodes. You need to get back to that. It, <sighs> I, I like a summation. I like I like to know when you say podcast of terror, it's not as just ripping pieces of paper in half. Shut up! Okay, fucking terrible dad joke. <laughs> but I could have gone back to the ripping up assholes instead. Yep, I, I lean a little bit to the the nice. Um, so as if you're actually watching the video, which I know a couple of people are, um, I was getting my back tattooed. Yes. Thursday, Friday, today's Sunday. Funny. Uh, I actually got Captain Spaulding tattooed on my back <laughs> and we we're watching this movie. Uh, and that was in the plans long before we picked this movie. Either way. Um, I know that my very good friend, Pete, who's also my tattoo artist, watches these videos while he's drawing on Monday. And he made a comment about how. He never actually sees me taking a drink, yet he knows I'm drinking. So, um, don't say anything. This Corey. one's for you. Yeah, if you're listening to this, this is going to be really boring. But here you go, Pete. 
Oh, and oh, bird one gulp. Uh, much to many Ooh. people's fantasies out in listener land, Matt took it all I in swallowed. one big. It was one big swallow. Uh, I'm I'm sort of confused that it sounds so painful for you. Oh, it's really cold. It's really cold and carbonated. Uh, I'm good now. Um, that, that's a description of a love. <laughs> Just that's gonna lead us directly into what you're drinking, because I got a, I got a special one for you, Corey. The new one is what you drank. <laughs> well, what you drink, what what am I about to drink, and then what do I have to drink later? Um, past, present, and future for English majors. Uh, that was um, Fort George Brewing City of Dreams. It was a pale ale. wasn't bad. Uh, Matt's about to show you his dangly participle. Yeah, my, <laughs> um, this is a... Uh, you'll like this one. It's from Three Magnets. It's called Ajis. Ajis. Yep, Rick and Morty reference. And then later, uh, All Fluff. It's a pink can. Some blue writing. Is it a marshmallow beer? I don't know. <laughs> These are, uh, this sounds is from my, tremendous. Oh, excuse me. This is for my monthly beer subscription. So these are things that I agreed to purchase like a month ago, and they just showed up. Both good and bad. For the alcoholic who doesn't need to get drunk right now. Oh. How was the? Did you taste any of the first one, or or? I had a, I had a, I had two cans of it. I drank one yesterday. That's how I. It was good. It was yeah. It was it was, it was decent. You're Which well, is why right. when I had another one, I was like, "This is something I can drink in one large drink." <laughs> <sighs> I'm not a proud man. Um, we don't have a guest this week, too. Should probably point that out. Since it's it's also else. kind of back to our natural show because our our three guests from the last three episodes have all been involved in some way or another, usually major ways, with the films that we were watching, and we didn't want to give reviews with the the people who were a part of the films there it just didn't seem right yeah, uh yeah. so so we forgone our regular show for those three episodes and now we're back to something that we can uh piss and shit all over oh, well um, i mean you can do what you want to do but i love this movie <laughs> for uh, it, reasons. you you mentioned Cap, captain spaulding so uh yes. if people don't know for sure we're of course doing a movie about the ma- manufacturer of the basketball yep um, yeah, he, Mr. Spaulding, or Captain, as he made all of his employees call them, hand-stitched a basketball from his mother's back skin. Yep. High School Musical 4. Yep. He made um, made a baseball out of his father's testicles, uh, mostly the scrotum. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else. He made a volleyball from someone's face. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, we're well, doing a th- house of a thousand corpses. I was, I was wondering. I'm like, did we even say the name? No, you didn't. No. That's why I was giving it a go back. Talking about Mister Spaulding's murders. Um, yeah, Rob Zombie could. He didn't return our calls to be on this episode, so we're just gonna go at it alone. Yeah, I feel like he probably had a a conversation with D. Snyder, and D. said those guys are dicks. <laughs> yeah, they're assholes. Uh, it also probably doesn't help that I was trying to get a hold of Ron Zombie. Ah. Yeah, that's true that's, you, you know which is just a dead guy named ron <laughs> that's ron the zombie yeah oh anyways yeah i don't know we can get right into it or we can talk about what you've done with your life uh man not much it, no. i'm on a three-day weekend because the president's day tomorrow so it, fuck you it, sorry uh, yeah because you don't work from home 90 percent of your fucking days fuck you uh but 
yeah, we just kind of chill and relax and feeling old and painful. Are you, are you maxing, relaxing? Just shoot uh, some b-ball outside was, of school? Yeah, because there were guys that were no good, and uh, I sell them crack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was uh, a pleasant twist on that song. I'm not upset either. <laughs> You know, uh, just just trying to take it easy because I'm old and brittle now and both my arms feel like they're going to fall off. How are you? I'm fine. I mean, as I mentioned to you before we started recording, uh, the state of Wisconsin is supposed to get like a half inch of ice tomorrow into Tuesday. So, Which is meth? I might be. Yes. <laughs> Large shipment of meth coming in. Um, uh, funny, I... Uh, I was out disc golfing this morning, and my wife was sending me pictures from Facebook that there was a shooting by our old house last night. Oof. I was like, well, all right. And I guess it was a good thing we moved. <laughs> it was in the parking lot of a really shitty bar, though, so it's probably not like that. I'm not that surprised that it happened there. And it probably wouldn't have really affected us if we still lived there, other than I would have heard some black blats in the middle of the night. Yeah. And, and you hear that anyways when your wife like cuts loose on your leg. And tries to judge oven you. <laughs> yes. It's not really that far from the truth. Once in a while, I, I know it's look not. at her and be like, did, did you fart? And she's like, no. uh, Aaron, Aaron let fly the other night and waited about a minute and a half. Usually she'll, she'll blame the cat, uh, but she was just really silent. And so I started to question whether or not she misfired. <laughs> and <laughs> then... It, it, the rankness hit her, and she said, "I'm really sorry." And oh. she got up and she opened the sliding glass door. She's like, "This is going to waft its way over to you, and you're going to have to stop, drop, and roll to get the fuck out of the house because it is so bad." Alyssa yelled at me because uh, was this yesterday? I can't remember if it was yesterday or Friday night, but I stood in the hallway and quote uh, as she says it, quote unquote, assumed a surfer stance and just started shitting your pants. You just gotta, you gotta give her hell. Um, there's a there's a poster in the bathroom at the the shop that uh, Pete tattoos me at in Green Bay, and it has like artist renditions of the worst shits out there. And uh, one of them is it's called the president. What's that? I said one of them is the president. Oh, I wish. I think it's too old for him to be on there, but I'm pretty sure if uh, this was newer, he'd be there. Uh, one is called Jack the Ripper, and it's one that rips all of your butt hairs out as it comes out. And there's like a fucking drawing of a turd with arms hanging onto <laughs> asshole hair. Um, one is something about the shit that's like the Shih Tzu, and it's where it smells so bad you think you ate the dog. Oh, this I should is, take a picture of it. Lovely. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. That's yeah, pretty good. I love a lot of the I love a lot of the shit you can find in uh, tattoo shops. <sighs> I assume you're drinking Lipton iced tea. I am drinking Lipton iced tea, but I, I just had a a, a nice, uh, sort of like a, a patty melt. I think it's called a Riley melt from our local burger place. Oh god, not the one that we normally go to. What's, but, what's the uh, name of this place? Mike's at the Yard or Mike's at the Crossroads now. It used to be Mike's at the Yard, and then they they moved from the Yard. Are you, is this not uh, the place that you spent forty dollars at, and we had to have a conversation with you about the amount of money you spent that, on burgers? That is Super Burger. No, Super Burger. Uh, Super Burger is our preferred, but they, they had some unusual thing happen There's, that they're closed today. So I think I'm going to be back in San Francisco in May. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I know. As much as I didn't want to go back. They moved the conference to um, 
the Civic Auditorium across the street from the Symphony instead of like in a fucking industrial park. So I'm like, as much as I don't really want to go, like I'm I'm down. I can at least like be in the city and not like in a shipping container. Yeah. I don't know. I might make you come up to Marin this time. Yeah, let me know when it gets closer. Um, if need be, it doesn't start till Tuesday. So if I had to, even if I flew in early enough Monday or Sunday again, we'll figure that out when we're not making people worldwide listen to us talk. Yeah, talk right. about our plan. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I'm looking at. The, oh, I was going to say that with this my, place, with my burger. Yeah, I had a uh, sweet potato fries, which I am Ooh. like totally enamored with. They're pretty good. I'd gotten some sweet potato tater tots from the store uh, a couple weeks ago when I was making burgers at home. And I, I definitely prefer sweet potatoes to regular potatoes as it is. But I'm finding more and more places are serving sweet potato fries, oh, okay. which is just awesome. The only thing is the, the place that I would take you to if I have you come up to Marin when you come visit next uh, is a little cafe that I used to go to constantly when I worked down in that area. And they serve their sweet potato fries with this uh, kind of like a honey aioli sauce, mm. which is just it's incredible. It's honey mayonnaise if you're poor. Yeah. So it's I, like a little mustardy, but not too much. For anyone for anyone interested, the Riley Melt is a burger topped with caramelized red onion, Swiss cheese served on marbled rye bread. It sounds pretty fucking good. There's a lot of really amazing sounding things on this menu though. Yeah, the, the marbled rye bread, I think, is is a big selling point for me too. I'm mm. I'm starting to get more into the I'm getting more into the the especially a marbled rye, but a rye bread as opposed to a, a hamburger bun. Just there's something about the texture of it that makes it better because it's all nice and buttery toasted. I'm 100% down with pretzel buns. Pretzel buns are good. Pretzel buns are the fucking shit. Just saying. But you got to get a quality pretzel bun. You're not going to go to a fucking jack-in-the-box and eat their pretzel buns. Do they have pretzel buns? I think they did for a while. Mm. And I think Sonic has them too. See, two things that I... The closest Sonic is Milwaukee or Madison, so I don't get there much. They took away everything good. Even fucking Chick-fil-A's are down there. My uh, Alyssa was in um, Oklahoma for work all week, and she she texted me when she got there, and she goes, "There's um, a fucking uh, there was a Whataburger in the parking lot. There was like a Target. There, I think she said there was a White Castle and a Heart or oh. Carl's Jr. And I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous. But for her, she can eat nothing, so she just went to Target and brought food back. <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah. The the White Castle thing is is that's a home thing for me growing up in michigan i've eaten it once and it was in indiana and i didn't shit for a day yeah and then it smelled the same way coming out as it did going in i cannot Absolutely. wait to go back and eat it again that's a quality burger oh, it's so fucking good and terrible great they had um like chicken chicken sliders at the time we got some jalapeno ones we had a few what i remember about white castle is that they had really good vanilla shakes oh see when we went it was it was at like two in the morning after a lot of drinking. Yeah. So it was I, I, a milkshake would not would have would have not gone well. I got to look at the White never Castle. Never go to, one, you know. Never go to White Castle in the daylight hours. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Just, oh, the seafood crab cake slider. Well, that sounds like it's gonna hurt you. They've they've served bread and clams probably as long <laughs> as I can remember. <laughs> yes, I know. That's ex- exactly right. <laughs> 
Uh, if you shave it, is it not breaded? <laughs> no, it's it's still it needs some talc. <laughs> oh man, I tried really hard to just let that one go, and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, they have a double cheese slider. <sighs> oh my god, it takes they have a three hours to come out of you. A breakfast waffle slider. Oh, I know, I had the Western barbecue grilled chicken slider, and then we had some bacon cheese slider, uh, jalapeno cheese sliders. Whew. Oof. Oof. The thing about White Castle is that you eat a sack of burgers there, so it's nice that they've added variety, so you can get like one of each. Yeah, and yeah. and just like see what happens. It, it's like your stomach is a big fucking two liter of Coke, and you're just popping Mentos into it left and right. Yeah, you you turn your stomach into a battlefield when you start eating all these things. <laughs> That's true. <sighs> Try to figure out who's coming out first. No one wins. <laughs> Hello, in this game, my lower intestine is the ninth level of hell. <sighs> Yeah, no one wins when you start mixing that much garbage. Uh, I, just, I don't know. Do you want to talk about this movie or do you just want to keep talking about food? No, I I feel like, man, if if people are really into the, the fast food talk, oh, we can start with like, the podcast. Like, yeah, we could. The podcast to fast food. Yep. I'm not opposed to it. I It wouldn't I be far away from food now. No, I'm, I love food. Big Probably get Bell. almost have as you, many listeners. Have you had the Taco oh. Bell fries yet? No, they're actually really fucking good. Yeah, I can't imagine that they wouldn't be because you have to work really hard to fuck up fries. Right. It's all in the seasoning and they put like what I would assume is just their taco meat seasoning on the fries and then let you dip them in cheese. What do you eat them with? Cheese. Your mouth. No, I mean, your teeth. Fries are a pairing. Fries go with something. And there's nothing in a Taco Bell menu that I'm like, I want fries with that. Um, <clears throat> I had the one time I went and had them. I got the the, the five dollar box. I believe it was a a burrito, a taco, or excuse me, a burrito, a Dorito taco, and fries. And then I also got the Bel Grande nachos with fries instead of chips. And those are goddamn good. Now, talk about used to do a Chilito, the the chili cheese burrito. Which was probably my favorite thing on their menu, but unfortunately it goes away all the time. Yeah. If they did their fries with their chili and did like a Taco Bell chili Ooh. fry thing, that that could almost be a meal replacement there and, and certainly an enema replacement. <laughs> when you started talking about that, the song Let's Get It On started playing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. You know what? I could just make these at home. I could go get a bunch of Taco Bell fries because they're cheap as fuck. Um, we are all Taco Bell people. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I'll get like nine dollar orders of Taco Bell fries, and that should give me about thirty fries. And I'll just dump chili on them, and then uh, shit my brains out for the next forty five minutes. Yeah, I went to uh, my, one of my local diners, one of the only ones left actually in Petaluma, which is just a bummer. Uh, to I was trying to decide between going to KFC, which is also an A and W, and getting uh, chili fries there. Or going to get a patty melt at the the diner, and I went to the diner, and they had just introduced for the month the special was all these chili things. So they had chili fries, Red Bull chili, uh, chili burger. Red Bull so I got chili. Their... I thought you said Red Bull chili. That, that probably could work, uh, but no, uh, <laughs> chili and a bread bowl. And then they had a chili burger, so I got the chili burger, and the chili was really disappointing. So I wound up going to. 
A&W the next day and getting a uh, chili dog, which is still not not disappointing chili, but it right. wasn't as bad as the stuff that was on the burger. It's the one less than stellar meal I've had at that diner, but it just kind of ruins your whole day. I felt sick afterwards. I came home. Oh, it's the worst. You just don't feel good after you eat some food. Yeah, but then three hours later, I did Else Nerds. It's probably the right mood for being on Else Nerds. She's all chili sick inside. <laughs> That's a good way to describe yourself. I was all chili sick inside. <sighs> all right, let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about this movie. So I admitted last week when you uh, offered this up as the next film to watch, I have never actually watched House of a Thousand Corpses, at least not beginning to end. I've, I've seen pieces of it. it. It certainly was one of those things that I looked at it and I'm like, oh, that seems more than mildly disturbing. Maybe I don't want to rush out and see that. Um, I remember seeing it in high school and like, I don't know. I, I guess my question, like, what, what, did, what was your, what are your initial reactions after having seen it? Well, remember that this is the type of horror movie that I'm not super into. It, it's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Actually, it reminded me a lot more of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Um, there's, there's a few other ones. Motel Hell kind of comes to mind. The the weird psycho family cannibals, uh, the the tunnels underneath the house kind of thing, uh, the, the torturous aspect of of all this stuff is a little too brutal for my normal tastes. And so I was just like, yeah, this is probably not for me. Now, that's that's from a few years ago of of seeing bits and pieces of it and then just not watching it. I know that I've seen the follow-up, The Devil's Rejects, but I can't remember much about it except for the end, which the end is just epic. Does that mean we're going to uh, watch it next week because we never picked a movie? I, I almost put it on after this just to me too. To get and the then my thought was, well, we don't have a movie next week. Maybe I'll just make Corey watch that one too. We could we could possibly do that, um, or but, we can, or we can. <laughs> Matt has made his 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 law. Uh, yeah, so we've been doing this podcast now for almost three years, and I've certainly seen more disturbing stuff than what this movie is. I don't know if it's deadened me inside. Uh, or if it's just from talking to you that I have, but it didn't bug me as much. I I watched it in high school um, after seeing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it didn't like bother me. There, there's <clears throat> parts of the movie that still, um, man, nothing made me uncomfortable. There were parts where I was just kind of like, "Did this need to happen?" Like. Uh, okay, so let me backtrack because I'm going to talk about the end of the movie. Um, it's about four four kids, they never really talk about their age, who are driving across the country to write a book about weird shit that you find on the side of the road. So they stop for gas because one guy didn't Not actually... weird shit that you find literally on the side of the road, but those those stopover places like the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. so it takes place in the 70s. So this, this makes, yeah, this makes more sense. So it's like they're t- making... Uh, a book on tourist locations of weird shit. So they stop at Captain Spaulding's, um, what is it, the house or the Museum of Murder and Fried Chicken? I that's <laughs> Practically. What it is. Yeah. Um, 
they go through this murder ride, and that's where uh, Spalding tells them about the legend of Dr. Satan. And the talks. murder ride is basically like one of the, the low-rent rides that you go to at an amusement park if you've been to a Cedar Point or even a, a Disneyland where you sit down in the car and it just kind of like wheels you through and you're seeing the scenes on either side of, of characters or dummies. Uh, except it's not actually powered. It's being pushed it's by being pushed, yeah. Captain Spaulding's uh, little buddy through the whole thing. But so, it, bef- it it feels like in in a lot of ways that the the they never touch on this, but the the dummies and stuff they're showing seem like they're probably real corpses. Like the first one that gets wheeled out with all the the spikes all over his face and everything, oh, yeah. looked like he was yeah. actually like yeah. They never real. they never cover that even even in the second movie. Um, but there is a third one coming out, so they may touch on that. Um, something that didn't make any sense to me is the two guys that try and rob it at the beginning. It has really mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the movie. No, and and that's that's something that I'm gonna kind of uh, talk about too. Is that this is a very schizophrenic film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there's not much in the way of suspense because at the point in time when they introduce new characters, or or you'd be seeing something build up to oh, is this where things are gonna go wrong? They flash to little interspersial scenes that uh, Zombie has filmed where it shows the characters like it takes all mystery away of like, no, this baby's standing here and like she's just showed up in the car and you're like, oh, you know, she's going to lead them somewhere bad. But it's like very blatantly in the next second you see baby standing there saying, yeah, it's cool to cut people open and and weird shit like that. So it's I guess when Rob was making the movie and originally made it for I want to say it was for Universal because it's filmed on Universal a lot uh, they wanted him to focus more on the four kids and he said no one gives a shit about the kids you know that's not what this movie is about and it's true and I don't disagree yeah because it it is one of those things where most of the kids are brutally annoying uh, I say that knowing that it's Chris Hardwick and, and Dwight Schrute and Dwight Schrute uh, but neither of them do a bad job at all. This is very early uh, for Rain Wilson in his film career, and Chris had been coming from MTV. He might have just been losing some of the uh, the drunk weight at that point. But they're they're not horrible, and, and in fact, they even kind of like have to keep explaining to Captain Spaulding, "Hey, we're not being disrespectful. We really dig what you do. We're interested yeah. in all this stuff and everything." And he keeps fucking with them, but. It is sort of, you don't feel so terrible when any of them die. You don't have an empathy for them like you would if it was Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street. Or uh, I don't remember the character's name, but the girl in the second uh, Friday the 13th, who is the the final girl in that. Mm-hmm. You, you don't, like, you don't care, but they don't try to make you care either. And you easily could. You could easily... Uh, feel a compulsion towards the girl who's calling her dad and trying to communicate with him, and then he comes to save her. Or you can feel a compulsion to the dad who's trying to rescue his kid. They don't give you anybody to root for except for the Firefly family in this, uh, who are the bad guys. And it's like later years of, of Nightmare on Elm Street where you go in and you root for Freddy Krueger, or you're rooting for Jason, or whoever. You you He wants people to be excited for the bad guys. And if that's the movie that you're making, then I think you did a good job because they are the most compelling parts of the film. But they're not 
fleshed out well enough for you to understand the motivations of any of them. And it's a lot of things that feel tacked on. Like, it doesn't make a lot of sense that one guy is very much the Charles Manson-ish uh, sitting there spieling out his his doctrine of his insane brain. Uh, you've got Captain Spaulding, who's the guy who kind of leads people into them, uh, which you find out later. Mm-hmm. But he's he's creepy and funny, but he's, he's a great showman. He's a kind of vaudevillian act. Uh, you've got the mama and the grandpa, but neither of them are really fleshed out. The mama... Uh, played by Karen Black, who was in one of the greatest film shorts of all time in Trilogy of Terror, uh, which we probably should watch at some point because that third part of it is excellent. Um, she She's sort of the sultry grandma-ish. Like, I guess she was like 56, so not really even grandma-ish. But she is like a older version of who Sherry Moon Zombie plays as Baby Firefly. You know, they're both a little bit overly flirtatious and and trying to compel the young men to, to pay attention to them and stuff. But none of the characters really get explained. Their motivations are lacking. Their their methods change. They go from being cultish at some points to just out-and-out murderous to experimental to when you see Dr. Satan at the end, Dr. Satan looks completely different from anything you've seen up to that, except for some of the interspersed things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the dad, who is his assistant, like, it just changes the aspects. It goes from, you're in this cannibal family home to now you're down in the sewers and there's actual zombies. Yeah, I mean, there were, there were bits and pieces that made sense, parts that uh, kind of annoyed the shit out of me. is like, why is Dr. Satan hooked up to some, like, elaborate like rig system. Um, I know that they had talked about that. He, he, what he had done was try to do experiments on mentally handicapped people to make like some super race. So when when, uh, the chick walks in, she sees a bunch of guys sitting there and and, like, that makes sense. But then there's the dude with the goggles who comes out. Now keep in mind, that's the dad. That's the firefly dad that they talk about who burned tiny. I never knew that. I fucking love this movie, but there's still a lot of, bits and pieces and holes that just don't make sense um i i obviously i love captain spaulding i think he's really funny i think he's a really good character um otis Sid Haig is tremendous yes is that character. Sid Haig is, is amazing otis uh bill mosley another great character but like you said like it just doesn't make sense there isn't like a, any cohesion to the family and um the chick who plays the mom changes in the devil's rejects oh really they got yeah. rid of karen black yeah huh. um I know I was just looking at it. Um, I can't remember. I don't. I don't know exactly why or what happened, but I know. <sighs> Please hold. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do. Mother Firefly. Leslie Easterbrook is the mom in two. See her on the Devil's Rejects. And I think she's better. Uh, personally, I think she's better. But it's been a while since I've seen both of these movies, so. I guess we'll find out next week. And that, uh, that really is it, too, is Karen Black is so classic to to horror movies and, and a lot of stuff. She's been in a lot of genre films, mm-hmm. uh, has has a stellar career behind her. There There's a lot of really good people in this, but it's funny because some of them are people who are just at the beginning of their careers. And then you'll get the occasion of someone like her who has been around for a long time and and 
bring something to it that maybe wouldn't have existed if if they had gone with an unnamed actress in that part. But overall, it it's yeah, it just feels like the there are characters that get more out of it. There are characters in the Firefly Flammy Firefly <laughs> family that uh we don't even get their names. Like there's an RJ, but we don't know anything about I don't even know which He's one not, RJ was. Uh he was the Toto Trevor. Okay. But he's not uh, he's not in Devil's Rejects. Yeah, I don't think Tiny's in Devil's Rejects. Tiny is. is. Okay. Tiny is, Dr. Like, Satan I, isn't, the dad isn't, uh Grandpa Hugo isn't. So you just have Otis Spaulding baby. Well, Grandpa mom. Hugo actually passed away before the film got released. Oh, I didn't the know guy that. Who played him. Yeah. Um, I did so want that, to talk about This was about, his last movie. I wanted to talk about his little stand-up comedy portion. And that's another thing too is that there are parts in this where they just have it's it's weird to be weird kind of. It's they they get these strangers in their house and first we're going to put on a little shows because we don't get a lot of visitors here before we maim and murder well, and eat them. <clears throat> they almost make it sound like they do it regardless because they put like mannequins and shit in in chairs. So they could do this regardless of if anyone is even there. Yeah, they don't have TV and they don't have a telephone, so maybe this is just their entertainment. Uh, uh, this is why I'm going to make a pitch and say thank God for the internet. Isn't uh, Baby and Dwight Schrute watching TV? Oh, maybe they do. They do. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I, I actually, I oh God, I just shot beer or made my dog start barking. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie. They know Papa's not okay because beer is spilled. Oh, God. I wish I had a towel in here. I'm just going to rub it into my desk. Anyways, if you've never seen this movie, and uh, yeah, this is a, a portion of his stand-up comedy, which I think is fucking hilarious. Tell you a little story. Eat your watch, pussy! <laughs> I'll eat your face! Starts licking and chomping on her pussy, and she's screaming and yelling, and she just. Ah! It made no fucking sense. Yeah, I always wondered what happened to Michael Richards, and uh... <laughs> uh, I, I did, like, and like this, this kind of plays out the same way as Strange Land. It's like it's a movie I watched in high school, and I just remember being very enamored with it and thinking it was a, a very good movie, um, and th- and that's really where I get the majority of my love of this film. Now that I watch it, it feel like, like more uh, objectively and not like, oh, I'm 17 and I'm watching this Rob Zombie movie. That's because it was like, it came out in what, like a dozen theaters. I think it was rated NC-17 and most. And now well, that, back, that's part like, of it too. Isn't is that, that bad. The movie was made in 2000. So one, it's, it's very much a product of its time, of its era of Rob Zombie, who at that point in time had only really been directing his own music videos. He did the animation short bit in Beavis and Butthead Do America. But this was his first major film. Did you ever see The Haunted it, World of El Super Bisto? No. It's actually pretty good. I remember it's on the DVD. But yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Uh, but it, it was made in 2000. It was made for Universal. And then Universal shelved it because they didn't think they could put it out there without it getting an NC-17. That isn't the kind of movie that they want to make. Even though they, he was completely up front with them with the kind of movie he was making. Um, and he he built it off of the Universal Haunted House thing that he was making for them for their their tours. 
So House of a Thousand Corpses was an actual place you could go to. It was filmed in the Best Little Horror House in Texas house. That set that was on their lot. And and I guess they turn it into this every year. And they played the essentially the trailer for the movie when people go see it. But it was another three years before it got released. He bought the rights back to it, tried to get distribution through another company. They decided that they couldn't really do it. So he finally wound up getting it out through Lionsgate. I think who was trying to branch out and do something different with their stuff. Uh, so it, it took three years before it got released from when it was made, which is why uh, grandpa had passed away before they ever got around to a sequel. Mm-hmm. And I think the film wound up getting uh, dedicated to that actor, but it, it, you're right. It, it's, it feels very 2000 it feels like a time when we were seeing not too long after uh, natural born killers uh, other movies that were maybe a little more psychedelic. Uh, I can't remember when Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas was out, but there was, it doesn't feel like a now film and it doesn't feel like it It makes sense because at that point in time, I think we're more experimental. Fear and Loathing was uh, 98. 98, yeah. So it it feels very right in that time period for those types of weird off the rails films. And it's his first movie. And plus, he had to refilm the entire ending. I guess the budget only took him so far, so he filmed like an ending that he knew was going to leave it short. But he did it on the hopes that they would give him more money to film the ending he wanted to do, which they did. So the budget, not quite doubled, I guess, but got quite a bit more. So he could redo the ending as, as a more establishing. And maybe if he'd had that budget all along, some of the stuff with Dr. Satan... And the things downstairs would have made more sense or been more integrated in the rest of the movie. And some of the stuff he filmed later on was done in his basement. <laughs> like, I think a lot of the interstitial stuff. Which is all great. It, it's it's still a huge accomplishment. Uh, but it it's not something that you should watch expecting you're going to get a beginning, middle, and end that all kind of goes together. It It's not terrible. Like you get the full journey for these these four kids, but you don't know the whys or the hows as much. Uh, but it is still very full. It's a very robust movie with a lot of other things that all that background stuff does make it feel more. It, it's like extra ingredients that give that little bit of oomph here and there. Uh, the stuff with the cheerleaders and the you see the the like missing girl. Uh, found dog's head signs and stuff like that in the phone booth when the girl is calling her dad the first time. All the stuff with the missing cheerleaders and how they come back later on. Uh, the dead body when they find it in the trunk later and it kind of like leads them to going and find this family. But the stuff with the, the cops showing up and them just getting rid of them seems very cut and dry. It's like, oh, we showed up and we're going we're gonna to go check and see what's going on. And then just immediately like they're gone. Except for the longest anticipation ever of someone getting shot in the head. I I, I love that. To this day, I think that is a fucking amazing. And I want to point out, so uh, I just finally found the guy's name too. Walton Goggins plays that cop. Yes. Also, I was super excited to see him in this. Also in Vice Principals with um, Danny McBride, which is a TV show that I think is fucking great. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of his from both The Shield and Justified. Oh, apparently he was on Sons of Anarchy too. He's done a lot. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he plays, just, a, he plays a transgendered character, I think, in Sons of I haven't seen the show, but I don't watch it either. 
<clears throat> but the fact that so it's like it, it really does a great job of like building tension because it's like every you know what's going to happen but it just yeah. takes so long to happen that when it finally does happen it's it's startling right yeah because i'm sitting there and i'm waiting and i'm waiting and and the sound has stopped mm-hmm. and so you're just waiting for it to happen and the longer it takes the more you're like you know is there going to be a noise there's not going to be a noise and then when finally the pop happens it it does it makes you jump a little bit um Oh, shit. Fucking Wii Studios is saying that uh, Walton Goggins popped up in the first Born Identity, too. He did, yeah. I, mean, I actually just uh, just found that. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan of Walton Goggins because he's, he's consistently good in everything. And he does get to play some more experimental parts. Or at least he'll pick up things. He was in the the Predators movie or or one of the those movies. And he was Predator, great in that. Yeah. Uh, Tougher Grace was actually really weirdly good in that too, uh, but yeah, I, I, I feel like the faults in this movie are sort of what gives it its charms. At the same time, the the things of like nobody should do that. Nobody would would make those kinds of mistakes. Rob Zombie himself is not really proud of this film. He's like, yeah, it's really fucked up because for some reason a lot of people seem to like it now, but it's it's a stupid movie. Like, yeah, but. All those things that are wrong just feel so right in what this film is. I think it feels like it, it's a great accomplishment of what it was trying to be. I think this one is far better than uh, Lords of Salem, which he's probably more proud of. Um, Thirty-one is a decent movie, but I don't know his his directorial career has has a lot of ups and downs, in my opinion, and and I do think that. A, I'll never direct a movie. That's just not something that I'm going to be able to do. So kudos to you for directing a movie. Um, and for a first one, I think it's a pretty good movie. I mean, Devil's Rejects is a far better, but it's still you have to have a start to that story. If you just made the Devil's Rejects, it wouldn't make sense without House for a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. So and, and it feels stylistically like you see this and you go, yeah, Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. It makes total sense. You look at the stuff that, that's come since then, where he has learned as a filmmaker, not necessarily made better films, and, and a lot of people's opinions, uh, his films have have become less and less enjoyable. I'm not saying that's everybody's opinions, but Halloween 2 uh, is certainly just frowned I, upon. I feel like he knew he fucked the dog on that one. There was a horse. There was no man on fire. No one got killed with a trident. Um, it, just, <laughs> it just didn't make sense. And I, part of me would rather see, like, I kind of want to see him go back and, getting a little off topic, but I kind of want to see him make a second Halloween movie without doing whatever the fuck he did. Well, are you excited for the Danny McBride Halloween movie? Kind of. I mean, I mean, I'm excited to see a new Halloween story, which the way that they're selling it sounds really cool, but there's, um, I don't know. See, I'm, I'm sort of really gun shy on it because it's reinventing the the whole series again. Like they they had the series, not really though. With the first so two films, what what? And sorry, I'm gonna cut you off because that's what I'm good at. But uh, so the Danny McBride one is supposed to be a direct sequel to two. So where Halloween not even three, to two, I think uh, to one. Is it to one? Uh, all I re- they, I remember the last thing I read was that if if three was actually a Halloween sequel. Instead of yeah, I, I've, I've heard that that two isn't even involved. That goes from one to this years and years later. Hmm. 
but because they already did Halloween H2O, hmm. which brought back the Laurie Stroh character and gave her kids, and now they're completely ignoring that and Halloween Resurrection, which they should. Uh, I, I, I kind of feel like Jack. I don't care. I know, I know Jack is on the Wii Studios, and it, it just says Corey's right. H2 was the first reboot. Fuck you, Jack. I love you, Jack. <laughs> I love you, too, Corey. Jack, if I'm not wrong. Uh, yeah, I just... But I would rather see Rob Zombie put himself into something oh. more like this. I'd rather it be his own thing as opposed to trying to do someone else's work again or... <laughs> do it justice like Jack Carpenter. Uh, Jack says that they're so the H2O and Resurrection count the first two. The new Halloween that's coming out only counts the first one and he also says I'm dumb. I I can't deny any of that. I can't, I mean I can't either. I had to read it cuz he took the time to type it and Jack is our dear dear friend. We love Jack so so much. Uh we're still still yeah. thinking about doing that Gremlins 3. So don't think we think forgot about it. About it. Lot, still, still a thing that's going to happen here in the future. Uh, but yeah. So as much as I was not excited to watch this movie for essentially the first time, I think I liked it a lot more than I expected to. Not in a way that it's going to go to a list of, oh, I'm going to go put on House of a Thousand Corpses. But I appreciate the film as it is more than I thought I would have. Like, it's it's a really good example of a movie that I don't want to watch. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is a movie that I like to throw on. It's one that it, you could probably stop when the chick gets wheeled, like, when, when the uh, underground sequence starts. I don't feel like that needs to happen. I don't really care about seeing Dr. Satan for 30 seconds. It it does take a lot of the the weight off of the family upstairs. It it goes, we did this and we 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 are sending you down there and then we're we're kind of washing our hands of it. We burn the body for whatever this weird satanic ritual is that came up from nothing. Right. Uh and and I don't know. I mean, is that that they worship Dr. Satan? Is this their sacrifice to him? Is it a Halloween Ooh. sacrifice? Because it, it all takes place essentially on right goes from devil's night to Halloween. Uh, what is the whole, none of that is explained. So we can't really guess, but they had an opportunity with the five cheerleaders to share them. And they decided not to, is it just because fresh meat showed up and like, Oh, this will make a better option. And then we get to play with our food before we uh, send down a meal to these guys. It's, it's a little off. And, and that separation, I think while I both appreciate that it's, it's, added stuff to the movie to to give it a fuller universe it doesn't quite work because there's it just feels like two separate movies i mean i guess together. you have to assume that uh so maybe in some fashion so the 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 cheerleaders could have just stumbled into the area you know they maybe weren't specifically looking for for the for dr satan in the in the uh, hanging tree whereas the kids were so the yeah. cheerleaders could have just been fun, but when kids or someone comes looking specifically for the, the hanging tree is when you have to give them to Dr. Satan. Well, Cause but I, I think they're Otis, led to the hanging tree too. No, that's true, but they're led to the hanging tree because he asks. 
It's, yes. So if Chris Hardwick never would have asked for a map, they could have just driven home. Movie's over. That's true. He could be telling people to keep their hands off of Jennifer McCarthy. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, and and there's a uh, fuck. What is the line? Otis says it. He has something about how like like something about the boogeyman. And you're gonna meet him. Yeah. Um. Fuck. Buy me some time while I look this thing up. And there's the the fact that Otis makes. Uh, Dwight Schrute into the fish boy. Fish, yeah. Yeah. And I assume that he's making him for uh, Spaulding's tour. He, he's making him a freak for the shop. And oh, and I so when think he. about that. That was a good uh, Yeah. So he says, Yeah, your friend uh, really inspired me. He helped me break through because I've been struggling trying to come up with stuff. And, and so. He makes him, so I assume that he's been making stuff for the shop all along, and that again goes That's back to point. what I thought, that the bodies and stuff in there were real people, and just how closely do you look at it? It's kind of like uh, Waxworks. Uh, yes. The quote is, Otis says, it's all true, the boogeyman is real, and you found him. I thought it was <laughs> a lot better, but in finding that quote, I found another uh, part of the movie I think is really fun. We're going back to the start here, but um, <clears throat> when the guy kicks in the door at uh, Captain Spaulding's and they start to rob him, and he says, I'm going to count to 10, and you're going to hand over all the cash, or I'm going to splatter your grease paint mug over the state line. One, Captain Spaulding says, fuck your mama. The guy says, two, yes. and he goes, fuck your sister. And he says, three, and he goes, fuck your grandma. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. It just shows, like, he, dude, he doesn't give a shit. At all. And again, there's there's that part of, of Captain Spaulding, Sid Haig's character and, and rendition of him is just so good that you could have had a whole movie about him, mm-hmm. about working at that shop, about like people coming in and it relating to the shop killing people and turning them into stuff, as opposed to taking them off site, introducing baby. It goes from one really interesting premise to kind of a really big ripoff of Texas Chainsaw Massacre to oh, yeah. it is a huge ripoff of Texas Chainsaw Massacre to Except zombies under the stairs or whatever you want to call it yep the only difference is uh instead of one killer you have a whole family yeah well Texas Chainsaw Massacre had a whole family as well but you see you see baby stab someone you see Otis kill someone you see Spalding kill someone um Tiny is obviously the nice one out of the group where he lets the chick go. Yeah, he tries to feed her cereal. Agatha Crispies, which was one of my favorite things in this. Just a, what a great throwaway yeah. to make this cereal called that. Agatha Crispies. That was wonderful. That That's the kind of shit that makes me happy. Yeah. But have you ever seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2? No. Okay, when I was a kid, that was on cable a lot. It was on like Showtime or something late at night all the time. And so I had seen that one plenty of times and I hadn't seen the first one. Uh, and I'd probably seen number four or something, the one with Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. That's four, yeah. Yeah, more than a couple times and don't like it. But again, it, it, it feels like a rehash. It, it feels like an update that's unnecessary to just do the same shit over and over again. Uh so this reminds me a lot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, including the dad showing up in, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. It was Dennis Hopper 
but his kids, I think, had been killed in the first movie because there's a part where he finds the uh, wheelchair that the kid is in, in the first one, and it it kind of stops him for a second because I think that was his son. But overall, that feels more like it was ripping off to me than even the first Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Either way, but yeah, it's 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 a lot of different stuff that doesn't quite mesh well together, but has such stellar bits and pieces and such great performances from certain people. And it makes sense that those are the people that I remember in the next movie. Uh, Sherry Moon, obviously, because Rob Zombie's wife and she keeps showing her butt. That's true. And But they're gross like weird level three vegans. Yeah. <laughs> eat, eat fucking meat. All right, kids? I guess if you made a lot of stuff about people eating other people you, you might be a little turned off yeah. i've watched a lot of stuff about people eating other people and it doesn't stop me it just makes you hungry that's true i am getting kind of hungry it's like where's my alt brown show about this um a couple other things about this movie i i would like to point out so when my dogs won't stop barking i like to yell shut your mouth and then when they don't stop i said i go i said shut your fucking mouth which is a quote from this movie. Um, when I was or your dad. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> your favorite bedtime story. What? Yeah, it's my favorite bedtime story. Shut your mouth. Oh god. I might yeah, whatever. We don't we don't want it. We don't need to get into that. Are you gonna go to sleep or am I gonna have to come in there? <sighs> wow, I'm tired. <laughs> um <clears throat> when I was nineteen. I think I was 19. I was playing in a band that wasn't very good. Um, we played a Halloween show, and my grandma hand-stitched me a Captain Spaulding costume. Nice. She even made the fucking hat out of an oatmeal container. Yep. Did not get the skull on the, the bow tie. Like she was really bummed about not being able to do the skull on the bow tie. Um, but I love that dedication. My I, grandmother was, was a dedicated costume maker, too. Yep. Well, but I, just, I didn't have I the took, weird shit to draw from that you did. Well, I took like a Captain Spaulding action figure over there, and I'm like, can you make this? She's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, no questions asked. Like, eh. She was a sweet, sweet woman. Uh, but yeah, yeah I had, so that, that costume was like I was, I was robbing the boy wonder when I was in elementary school. I was the only kid in, in the school who was the sidekick to three kids that were all dressed up like Batman with sorbot costumes and I had a homemade Robin costume where I was wearing pantyhose. Uh <laughs> I like how you just throw that in there real quick. Um yeah, so and I just wanted to throw those out there cuz like that's that's what this movie means to me. This movie goes back like <clears throat> I think I saw it in high school and was probably like, "Oh, it's so fucking badass." And um <laughs> um and now it's just nostalgic. It's like Strangeland. The this this the uh, the soundtrack to Strangeland was way cooler to me than the movie itself, but because it links up, it all tied movie. in together. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jack says that Robin costumes are better than Batman costumes. Word, word. Jack probably dressed up as Robin once or twice this week. <laughs> he he does it at night. So Jack and I have been playing a lot of video games together and he never ever wants to stream online because it uses camera and I'm pretty convinced it's because he's sitting in his bedroom wearing a Robin costume. Oh, yeah. Or or wearing a Robin action figure 
as a or wearing, peanut cozy, wearing cozy a hoodies. Robin thong. <laughs> yeah. Cock and Robin. Cock and Robin. Yeah, the nostalgia I can see. It, you see this young enough, and and I have movies that are like that for me. And but I I, I do think that there's just something about this that it captures the imagination. Again, you you've got to be a horror movie fan. You've got to enjoy this type of horror movie, too. But I, I think it it accomplishes more than, and that's why it's a perfect cult movie. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it, not only that, but it's a perfect cult movie because of who Rob Zombie is. Yeah, yeah. I don't listen to a, much in the way of Rob Zombie, but I have to say, every song that I've I've heard of him doing, I like the stuff. Well, his so you know? the the theme. The theme song to this movie is, I don't know if he wrote it for the movie, but it's just a song on an album. No, I think you're right. I think it was written separately, and it was on an album, and then he wound up using it for the soundtrack because yeah. it was what it was named after. Yep. Uh, but he he pulled from different things that he kind of had ideas for or had existing and put them into a film. And yeah, if it's your, if it's your first shot and it could be your only shot of making a movie... Just do it all. Just make all that shit happen. Jack, just text me a picture of him dressed up as Robin. Oh my god, I'm sending this to you. Oh. <laughs> we need permission to be able to put it into the show notes. No, I can't do that to him. No. Oh my god, short shorts, I see his dick bulge. He's so hairy. <laughs> oh my god, Jack, I love you. There is there is nothing out want more than a see Jack's dick bulge. I so did you. <laughs> well, I'm gonna need to clean up an aisle pants because that is amazing. <laughs> so Jack, how old were you I at was... this time? <laughs> um, I was about to give you something. Uh, so. My my ex before I met Aaron, uh, she had she had a son, and so I was I I'm still kind of considered one of Jesse's dads, which makes me very proud. We took Jesse to see the fourth Batman movie in the it was no longer Tim Burton, it was no longer Michael Keaton, but it was the one with George Clooney, uh, Batman and Robin, and Jesse was like or something it was his favorite movie we we got him the videotape he watched it all the time like constantly that was the arnold schwarzenegger one as well where he played mr freeze and had just the worst lines in the world but he loved that movie so much so i was i was working uh managing a store at the outlet mall i got a call from melinda from jesse's mom one day and she's like so Jesse picked out his Halloween costume. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. What did what did he pick out? She's like, I'll tell you when you get home. He also picked out your Halloween costume. Okay, that's a little weird. Yeah, weird. But fine. Yeah. So I get home. Jesse picked out a Batman costume. And they got me a Robin costume. Based off of the characters in the movie. The problem was, is that the only Robin costume they had at Target was a medium. I myself was not at that point a medium. So I'm not, in this not with that attitude. very, very tight Robin costume walking around with a, a three foot tall Batman. It was uh, it was basically just it made pedophile weekly. 
it was not a good look at all. It was just so messed up. But it was the second time in my life that I got to dress up as Robin for Halloween. Is it as good as this look? No, not even close to as good as that. I was I was told that I could display it proudly. This may actually become the uh this <laughs> this might become the uh the picture for the episode. Jack says A he was twenty eight in this picture, if you're watching the video. Yep. If not I was I was twenty six, I think, in my Robin costume, so oh, that's fine. Man. I may put this on Instagram. I'm not sure. But uh Jack wants pictures of you in the tight costume or it didn't happen according to him. I, I don't know that pics exist of that. There are pics of me in my in my youth in the homemade Robin costume, although I don't think I'm wearing the mask. It's like me at my uh, preschool, middle school, whatever. Uh, but yeah, the, the Robin costume, unfortunately, I don't think is out there at all. Otherwise, I absolutely would. I would. I would gladly share that with you. Uh, my shame is no more. There's only one picture. <laughs> Jack says to send nudes. Um, hold and on. there's my shame again. I'm going to send him a nude picture. Please hold. Um, there's one picture of me that exists in this world that I don't want people to see, but I'll tell you what it is. It is me with my hair braided in full ICP makeup. I was waiting for that. I knew it was going to be an ICP yeah. related. And uh, the guy that took it still has it and will randomly uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he will randomly post it on my Facebook. He uh, he apparently unfriended me at some point, which is fine. But uh, yeah, I just keep deleting it and he gets really pissed. He goes, well, everyone did a lot of dumb shit. I was like, you know what, man? Just fucking let it go. Let it go. Are you upset? Are you upset because it's you and ICP makeup, but you're a fan of Twisted? Oh, I'm so I'm glad you differentiated. So I'm actually wearing Twisted face paint, which, if anyone knows, it's just white face paint with black eyes. Um, because <clears throat> we were on our way to a Twisted concert. But do you think maybe you could just lie to people and say you're dressed up like King Diamond? <laughs> Fuck. So I saw fun, fun, fun fact. I saw King Diamond at the only show he's ever played without makeup on oh wow yep it was in milwaukee he actually had a he had pink eye it was either pink eye or some sort of infection in his eye <laughs> um yep yep and that, it was just a terrible concert because it's fucking king that, diamond that can't even happen with kiss because kisses have always worn makeup no they didn't no no they did because they came out at first in the theatrical makeup and then in the 80s they wore the glam pretty boy makeup and uh, by the time they finally came back again, they were wearing 18,000 tons of cover-up foundation to try oh. to not look 50. <laughs> I was like, there was totally, there was definitely a period in which they weren't wearing face paint, but... You will I never guess. see a clean face Paul Stanley in your life. It won't happen. They, they will have to scrape up that, that dry wood and respackle the floor to make his face look human oh again. Oh my god, he is... Oh, oh, uh, you know, that's a lot of foundation, never mind. I googled Paul Stanley clean face and pictures of D. Snyder started popping up. <laughs> That's how you know it's uh, uh he doesn't look that far off of D. Snyder. Yeah. Was oh, this him and oh there's a picture of him in like grade school. It's like he smelt someone's fart. Huh. Sorry, this is awesome awesome podcasting when I'm just looking yeah. at pictures of Paul Stanley. <sighs> Where are we in this? Do you have movie? much else to say about the movie? It's fucking great. Everyone go see it. Yeah, go see it on TV somewhere. 
through our I don't Amazon. Know if I've link. ever seen it showing on um, on TV, to be honest. But yeah, as you said, you can go see it on Amazon, and you can use our uh, Amazon affiliate link, Podcast Terror. At oh God, no. Amazon.podcastofterror.com. Doing that thing that Jack can never do right is say it in the <laughs> correct order. He's gotten into my head. Sends me super sexy pictures of him dressed as Robin. I just don't know how to function anymore. Yeah, that, that should become our first Patreon pledges. Like, send us five bucks a month. See Jack dress as Robin. And I don't oh, mean a photo. A I mean, we, we'll have a, a camera in Jack's room. It's just posted on him at all times. And it's just him dressed as Robin just standing there. Every once in a while, you'll hear which we used to use here. Jack, I will pay you. I don't know a million, a couple hundred bucks. I will fly you here, and I will give you a hundred dollars if you dress up as Robin and just randomly like jump into my bedroom and do this to me and your little fist thing, and say something dumb. I don't, (laughs) I don't care what you say. Just say something dumb. Now we're going to wait 45 seconds for him to respond in the chat. Basically, Matt just promised the price of 50 hand jobs for Jack to show up in his bedroom and fist him. Jack Jack said he was peeing and missed the first half of that, so I have to repeat it. Jack, I will pay your airfare to come visit me. I want, and I'll give you 100 bucks. I will get you drunk as fuck, too. But I want you to dress up like Robin, and over the course of a week, and just randomly jump into the room and do your little fist thing. And then, like, say dumb shit at me. Now we got to wait again. He says he keeps his Robin costume on hand just in case. So. I'm I'm looking at Jack's legs in this costume, and I'm kind of now grateful that I wore pantyhose, even though I was eight. Jack skips skips a lot of leg days. We're going to have to get those quads in working order, my friend. Maybe some creamy. I'm going to shave you. I'm going to shave you like a wildebeest. (sighs) No, no, Jack. <laughs> really making him earn that hundred bucks. Jack, Jack asked if Wisconsin hillbillies will beat him up. No, because A, I have no neighbors, and B, I would defend your honor. I'm bigger than most assholes around here. God damn it. He's my bitch. You have him follow you around the yard, <laughs> holding on to your pocket that's like pulled out. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to trip him. Is that why my leg is pulled out? Or am I just like showing thumb? No, it's a, pri- it's a prison thing. Go on. You pull your pocket inside out, and then he oh, and then he can it. hold like, it. Yeah, Jack, we'll go. We'll go to bars. I'll pull my pocket out. You can hold it so everyone knows that you're my property. <laughs> I think I killed Corey. <laughs> um, you can drop the soap in my house, though. That's okay. We're, I really we're love you. Equal, I love you both so much right now. We're equal opportunity. You can drop the soap. I won't come up behind you and. I won't half baked you. I don't remember the name of that. <clears throat> Something about jungle fur. <sighs> so, House of Thousand Corpses. You want to rate this? Uh, yeah, you can start. Okay. Uh, shit. How do we used to do this? I remember. Oh, we don't break it up in segments nope, anymore. So just it's really one through easy. five. God damn it! You know, I. I have to again remind myself. It's not a movie that I want to watch. Because it's not it's not the kind of horror movie that I dig. But in spite of that, I liked it a lot more than I ever would have expected to. And I respect the fuck out of everybody who was a part of it who made it. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. 
before. Oh, God damn it. You got ahead of me. So, fun thing we're going to announce right now, mostly because Jack just asked and told me. He told me to. He's just going to kick my ass. But uh, Wii Studios is releasing a super special sync points for the Cloverfield Box Paradox. Nice. Yep. You're supposed That's to good. ask me when it comes out. When does that come out? As soon as we're done recording. Holy shit. I know. I know. Um, yeah. So if you're watching this, um, then you'll be lucky enough to listen to the Wii Studios sync points for the Cloverfield Paradox. I actually really am excited to listen to this because I watched the movie. And I so have I. a lot of feelings about it. So do I. And my first feeling is, well, I heard that Jack didn't ask me to do it. Uh, my first feeling over. is that I get fucking Jack and Dan uh, talking about it. But now, as I understand it, aren't the sync points usually available strictly to their Patreon supporters? So that is a really good question that I hope Jack heard because I don't have that answer. I know that if you are a $2, I believe it's $2 and not Patreon supporter of our friends at Wii Studios, you get every sync points ever, which those guys are actually really fucking funny. And this is turning into a really big Wii Studio sync points uh, commercial, which I'm fine with because I know yeah. that they would do it for us. Um, but I'm guessing... Um, still waiting for Jack to answer me. Uh, I'm guessing it'll be like a, a, a dollar at most, which those guys are worth it completely worth it i they just put out the their more more recent episode of the we podcast which was their new year's eve episode of the christmas episode which, uh and i listened to that yep. and then i they, instead of doing an outtakes they did a completely unedited version of the episode they released a week later oh, god i don't know if i have I, three hours of that in me i fucking do i you, absolutely okay, it's worth it do. it's worth it like, okay greatest thing in the world is is just when they show up on my my podcast feed uh, I, I get super excited. So I've been listening to a lot of the same material over again in the extended version. Don't give a shit. Just makes me super happy. Don't blame me. So um, it is, it's free for $2 Patreon tiers. Otherwise, it's just 2 bucks, which absolutely worth it. It's worth it. Um, so fun. Jeff, that was on Bourbon, please, actually plays uh, PUBG with Jack and I on Xbox. So it was kind of funny. Like I got to know him a little bit. Kind of forgot that he did that and then heard that. And he's a super quiet guy, very serious about video games. So hearing him uh, kind of let loose is really funny. I also uh, begged Jack a lot to let me fly out there to do Bourbon Please 5. <laughs> I may have been drunk when I asked him, but I stand by it. I will go visit him, and I will get very drunk with those guys. Uh, no shame, because that's None. the type of person I am. So, Corey, you gave this movie a 4. I gave it a 4 out of 5. Awesome. I, I, too, gave it a 4 out of 5, which seems like a less impressive score because you didn't seem to like it as much as I do. But apparently on paper, you liked it as much as I do? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, the scores are arbitrary. doesn't matter. But honestly, I, I think I came into it expecting to really not like it and liked it a lot more, so the score maybe is reflected in that respect. Eh, whatever. Came into it loving it and going, eh, it's still pretty good. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously there was a lot of parts of this movie that I didn't really care for, which I still don't care for, and I kind of just wonder why they exist and why they're part of the movie. But that's whatever, you know. It it is what it is. If you were gonna pick a section, the the Captain Spaulding 
ride mm-hmm. the Firefly family or the Dr. Satan underground, if you were going to pick one of those sections of the movie to make it what you would prefer the movie to be solely about, which one would it be? That's tough because, I mean, it's not the Dr. Satan part. It's um, just so unexplored. Right, but it's it, it has the least takeaway to me. Yeah. You mean, the middle is where the, all the meat is. That's where the best parts of the movie are. But the beginning introduces Doc, uh, Captain Spaulding, which is my favorite character of the franchise. So without the beginning, the end doesn't make sense. Without the middle, nothing makes sense. Right, but I'm just saying, if you if you took the beginning and stretched it into a whole movie by itself, or you took the middle and stretched it into a whole movie by itself, or you took the third part and stretched it into a whole movie by itself, which movie are you more compelled to watch? A Captain Spaulding movie, at this a point, Firefly like, Family movie, or a Dr. Satan movie? At this point in my life, or before I had seen this movie? Just any time. Well, it, it's gonna. If I had never seen this movie and you put out a Captain Spaulding movie, I probably wouldn't give a shit about it. If I had seen okay. this movie and you put out a Captain Spaulding backstory, then I would obviously go see that. So you know, if, if this movie, if I never saw this movie and they put out a Firefly movie, I may see it. You know what I mean? So that's why it depends on if this movie was still released and you're putting out, you know, a backstory on the Firefly fam, Firefly family or Spaulding. Well, the Firefly fam- family movie is, it's the Manson murders. It, it, it's yeah. a mix of the Manson yeah. murders and uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, the Captain Spaulding is the amusement park kind of horror movie, you know, which is a, a Waxworks, a, I don't know how many other ones I can think of that are like that, but but that kind of thing, you go into a, a place and and the ride's trying to kill you or you're being murdered and chased around through extraordinary theme park kind of layout stuff. And the Dr. Satan movie is obviously far more su- supernatural with zombies and a uh, scientist who's bringing things back from the dead or making humans seem so much like the dead that they can survive things and being chased through catacombs and stuff. So they've all got interesting settings and they've all got interesting premises. And And if you just stretch it out and you took the connection of the the things from away from them so that Captain Spaulding doesn't relate to the Fireflies or to Dr. Satan or whatever, or Dr. Satan is just a background noise description in that movie. Um, yeah, I think that that's the thing is they could all work pretty well. The, the one that's probably least compelling to me is actually the family because that's, that's the part that I'm just not super interested in, but it makes man. And no, it makes sense in this. No, no, no. I'm going off of memory, but it kind of they integrate the two in the Devil's Rejects, right? And and that's that's the whole thing too. Is that that part is definitely where the Devil's Rejects flows from. Yeah. Uh, so if he if he does a part three, but it's not about that family uh, who no. all supposedly die at the end of part two anyway. <laughs> spoilers for that. Um, um, but he did part three was about Doctor Satan. You know, that that's the question is because there's still a whole other aspect of that that can be explored. So I'm looking at one of the the, the exclusive story that Bloody Disgusting had. And it, the Devil's Rejects 2 or 3 from Hell is the working title. Um, 
it doesn't say that Sid Haig, Bill Mosley, and Sherry Moon are are in the movie, but they're they're speculating that the the title Three from Hell gives it a supernatural U turn, and that they're not that, really dead. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but it's supposed to start so he, shooting next month, like as in, as March. So yeah. I don't know. I almost, I almost want like a backstory. Like, give me a prequel, a House of a Thousand Corpses prequel, like a House of Five Corpses, where they're just getting. I would walk five hundred corpses. I would walk five hundred <laughs> corpses, and I would walk five hundred more. What a weird thing to proclaim. Yeah, I. <laughs> I... <laughs> thanks, thanks, buddy. I don't, I don't hate the idea of a prequel, but I don't long for it either, because. I know that we always say that we like to have stuff explained a little bit more, uh, but sometimes it's okay not to. It, it It's just we're reaching for a fulfillment that I don't think is necessary. It's just that we get hungry for the background. We want to kind of know more about the mythos, but do we need it? No. No. Something else I just thought of that was kind of funny. We should filibuster Wii Studios because they're not going to release uh, the Paradox the Cloverfield Paradox uh, sync points until we stop. So if uh, we never stop. You make it seem like I don't want this in my ear holes right now. And Oh, no, I totally I'm trying to think of like how I can watch it, which I may just do this at work tomorrow. Yeah. <clears throat> Assuming I go, I don't know, it's supposed to fucking ice over the entire state, but I'm not sure what time. Whereas I don't work tomorrow, so I can just sit and listen to it sans pants. Do you have a, are you a government place? No, no. Uh, <laughs> Jack says if we do that, we'll rob them of 2 to $14. $14. <laughs> so they have more listeners than we do uh, who actually will pay for stuff. That will pay but, for stuff. Yeah, but we've never we've never presented a platform no. in which we would ask for money. Should we start, Not directly. Oh, man, should we start a Patreon where it's like, for $3 a month, I'll jizz in a cup and send it to you. Again, why are you asking people to pay for something that you give away for free? Or that you can't give away for free, which is even better. I don't even know what to say to you about these games. Besides, your jizz in a cup reminds me of those like frozen milkshake, microwave milkshakes you can get the Safeway. Microwave milkshakes? Yeah, I've not ever seen those. No, that's They used to terrible. have them right next to where you get the microwave hamburgers. They'd have microwave milkshakes and microwave oh. fries. God, that sounds disgusting and terrible. Why yeah. Would, why would anyone want any of this? Because we're fat and travel makes us cry. Huh. Huh. All right. <laughs> we've we've scored this, by the way. We've given a score on the movie. Yeah, you could just read the outro and we can we can get out of here and, and we studios can make their fucking money. Yeah, so uh, if you enjoy the show somehow and you want to follow us, go to wepodcast.com. No, wait, uh, our show. You can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966. You can email us at pot at gncast.com. Uh, or you can leave us a message on the GNCast website. Those are all possibilities. And you can tell us why we are wrong and Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses is nowhere near as good as... I don't know. Halloween 2. Is Halloween 2 good? Does anybody think Halloween 2 is good? Be the person. Be that one person who says it is. And write us and let us know. Make I, your case. I don't think so. 
if you're listening and you think they are, then it's got Malcolm McDowell. It's got Scout. We just she's in one and two though. Scout. Yeah, and, and I think one is a pretty decent movie. Um, but I think two is hot dog shit. It is it it it's such a weird step away from what Halloween itself seemed like it was about. But it seems I more like where Halloween was probably going. Theater to see this thing, and there was a goddamn unicorn in it. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Podcast of Terror. And also subscribe to us via iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play. I, I, I can't remember how to do this, man. I'm looking at the words and they're just not making sense to me. You know why? Because uh, you know what you're doing. You're already listening to the show. If you didn't find us from one of those places, you found us on YouTube or something. That's or you're, you're stalking us. You're just outside Matt's window right now. I can see the head uh, behind you. Damn it. That's... <laughs> I can't tell if there's someone out there. So uh, real quick, my, my wife was gone last week, as I mentioned. And at one point I was laying in bed with my dogs and I heard like what sounded like a door closing in the house. And I had like one of the dogs was on my chest and I thought to myself, I'm like, well, I guess um, if there's someone in the house, I'm getting murdered because I'm not getting up. Yeah. And I just made, <laughs> I made peace with my life. I'm too lazy to defend myself. Too, too lazy to get out of bed from underneath a dog. I have guns in this house. Um, so it's not like, uh, it's not like I couldn't defend myself. I just chose not to because I'm lazy. Death by apathy. Yep. 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 I don't know where you were. Sorry. I don't know. You know, all subscription options and links can be found at gncast.com slash subscribe. Uh, you can join our Facebook group. If you want to review us, uh, we appreciate that. You can go to iTunes if you hate yourself. Uh, we, we gave you a very simple thing. You can check out the, uh, podcatcher.com's reviewing system uh which is still pretty new and i think still in beta but uh we'll give you a short url you can go to bit.ly slash pot review and uh give us a score there and you don't even have to install some third-party bullshit from apple uh that even apple users don't want to fucking install because it's crap it's coming down Corey. you can do it through a fucking browser it doesn't have to be chrome it could be safari if you if you want to go about it that way but uh we, we'd appreciate it this is an old man shaking his fist at a cloud right now it is fresh and new, and you could de-virginize our review space on that. Mm. There's currently nothing out there, everyone. Please fist our review space on Podcatcher. You Both. can shape the reviews to come. It's Podchaser. It's Podchaser. Don't fuck Pod Chaser. Okay. I thought it was Podchaster. I thought it was just about virginal podcasts. Uh. Yeah. First timers. Oh. And we mentioned you go to Amazon.com or Amazon.podcast. Now you got me doing it, you fucker. Blame Jack, not me. Amazon.podcastofterror.com, uh, which we would appreciate. But you know what? Right now, uh, use that use that two bucks to go over and and get the the Wii Studio Sync points. Yes, yeah, definitely go support those guys. I know um, Corey and I live a pretty cushy lifestyle. Because we're uh, sitting no. on podcast money. That's wow. So, that is so absolutely not true. Corey, I'm lying to people. Okay, good. They don't know. They don't know that this is just a fucking green screen behind me, and I live in a in a box. This is just a facade of toothpicks and and toothpaste. Yes. Uh, no, but definitely, like, oh, support Jack and Dan. Get the uh, sync points for 
uh, Cloverfield Paradox because I thought the movie was uh, dog shit. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll. You know what? We should we should do a, a Patreon where we let people pick the movie for us. Yeah. Is that something that we should do? Again, people have not been offering us movies to watch for free, so then ask them to pay for uh, it. Don't say that. We've had a few people suggest movies. Yeah, usually guests. What you know? What, here's the thing: is yeah. is if we if we come up with a Patreon first, let us know what you would want from us that would that would get you to support a, a Patreon. But more often than not, what we're into is just making great content or whatever we can equivalent to that uh, for you guys. Uh, we just we just love being in your holes, you know. But if you reviews are are epic, uh, the the simple click through for the Amazon is very helpful. More often than not, though, we just we just want to know that you're out there and that you like what we do because we like you. We're friendly uh, in a stay 100 feet away from you kind of way. Matt, where can people find you online? You can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Matt the Lifeguard. And you can find the comics that I help publish at donutscomics.com. Awesome. That's going to do it for another episode of the Podcast of Terror. Uh, as mentioned, I guess next week we're going to watch The Devil's Rejects. Yeah, why not? Might as you well. Know, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's, well. let's eat through the fan franchise. Yep, I can get behind that. Uh, so yeah, that's going to do it for another episode of the Podcast of Terror. Thanks everyone for listening. We will talk to you guys next week. Stay Jack, everybody. Bye.